Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 92 of Boot to the Face Wrestling Podcast. I'm one half of your tag team of the greatest wrestling podcast ever, Chris Rucker, along with my co-host Marty Vasquez, who before we get into any of that has breaking news. Marty, you want to tell the people what your breaking news is? Breaking news. Bearded Master is going to have to tone down Drunk Marty a little bit over the next year because Baby Vasquez is on the way come December. Well, congratulations. So happy kind of Father's Day. Thanks, sir. Happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. So if you want, now you can tell people where they can find us. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast kicks at, at iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, Spotify, Spreaker, Full Press Radio, and anywhere you can download. Uh, we can also find us on Instagram at boot to the face underscore and on Twitter at boot to the face. And next Saturday, June 27th at watermaneuver.com, boot to the face has an official store opening with a couple new designs and the cool thing about what a maneuver is it's not only like one color of a t-shirt you can pick what color shirt you want you can pick a tank top you can pick a long sleeve shirt you can pick a hoodie they got hats they got onesies for little bearded masters (laughs) they got all kind of stuff over at what a maneuver so so far we haven't even opened the store up yet but all the mock-ups i've seen i'm extremely pleased with the quality and the, the stuff that uh, happens over at What a Maneuver. So next Saturday, run out and get you some boots to the face gear. Marty got to get diapers. <laughs> diapers ain't cheap, baby. So go on and get you some of that gear. And Seriously, man, the- I get paid on Tuesday. I can tell you that I will be buying shit. You know what? I don't care what anyone says. I listen to myself. I listen to my, our, our cast. I, I, I watch my other shit. I will definitely be wearing our merch. And I'm not going to lie, dude. We've been talking about this for a long time. We've been talking about hats and stuff like that. And I cannot wait because I will be rocking those two new logos at all times. I'm definitely a mark for myself, but right? I don't know if I, can... I mean, hold on. If you're not a mark for yourself, you're doing your shit wrong. Like, how are exactly. you not going to be a mark for yourself? If, if you're you don't not think you're yourself, the best, nobody else is. Exactly. If you don't think you're the best, how the hell is somebody else going to think you're the best? And, and I can why. tell you unequivocally that I listen to a lot of podcasts, including ours, and I will tell you we're the best. Whether you believe that or not, I don't really give a fuck, because you can be wrong. I mean, it, there's a reason why. It's, there's the banners that are flying out that says the greatest pod, wrestling podcast ever. I mean, it's just Someone's, like, you, know, recall, you can't put Rage and Orton up there. You fucking put Rucker and Marty up there, because boom, done. Shotgun the Orton body. If you're just going to put our faces on everybody, you could be Edge. 
So I was like, at first, I'm like, do I do I just Photoshop our faces on here? And I'm like, if I do that, I have to put him on Randy and me on fucking Edge. That's just kind of the way it goes. But I'm oh, like, man, it, I'm like, it would have been great no. if you would have left Edge's hair and your beard. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. I'm like, <laughs> no, let me just put these full pictures on here and just kind of go from there and get shit with these fucking six pack abs on here and shit. That's funny. Hey man, it would be the best looking podcast after that. Yeah, right. <laughs> So we got um we got something a little different today. The first half of the show we're just gonna do our normal spiel, and then the second half we're gonna have a run in from a friend of the show from Sirius XM, Tatiana Miranda, who's gonna come in, who's tried to get on the wrestling train lately. So we're gonna see if we can give her a little push and help her out. Marty, you've known Tata for a couple years. You think it's gonna work? Uh I think she's going to get annoyed with the wrestling talk and be like, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out, pals. I'm out. Pals. She's already got the Vince lingo down. She doesn't <laughs> even watch wrestling because she calls everybody pal. I tell you what, though. I interviewed her on the Chris Rucker show, and wrestling came up, and she was actually kind of – she loved Becky versus Charlotte, the match. So You know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I watched it again yesterday. Good night. Like I, I remember how good of it was. But I forgot how great it was. It really was. Like, holy shit. Like, you know what? I loved Orton and Edge, Last Man Standing at WrestleMania. But I, at the same time, know that it wasn't that great. It was. I loved it, but it wasn't great. This That, that last women's standing match blows that last man standing match at WrestleMania 36 out of the water. Like, holy shit. Like, the ending and everything. Like, I forgot about some of those spots and some of the, like, the, the wrestling that was taking place in that ring. And that it was just such a fantastic match. Um, and like the, 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 when you watch it and you remember what's going on before that and what happened after that, Oh dude, I'm not going to talk. Cause I know she's going to talk about it a little bit. So I won't get yep, too excited yep. about that right now. So we'll get into all that later, but first let's get into what is going on in the world of wrestling right now. And I'm going to tell you, I'm excited. Just thinking about this, Marty MVP. It's rumored. They kind of allude to it. And I think it's going to happen. I think MVP is building a stable. And they just all happen to be all black. Do you think this is something that's going to happen? We kind of talked about it the other night on Trivamania. I could see a scenario where Lashley gets a rematch versus Drew. Shelton comes out to cheat for Lashley. And Apollo Crews comes out to even the odds and then turns on Drew. Helps Lashley win the title, and that starts your stable. It doesn't have to be all black. It just so happens that right now they're all black. And with the state of everything going on in the world right now, Marty, do you think this is a good idea? You think people will shit on it? Do you think by default, instead of them being heels, they'll actually be faces because of everything going on in the world? Um, I, mean, I think it's a it's a good idea to be using it. I mean, obviously, it's not being done in a bad way, and you know. The way wrestling works is you hit where the iron's hot, and unfortunately, with the given situation, it's it's the prime opportunity to do that. Uh, I mean, look at look at when when the nation of domination was big, you know, mid mid nineties, late nineties, and look at the civil unrest we had then, and it stood for something and it meant something. It was more than just a faction because they were standing up for something different. Um, I don't think they're gonna get. I don't think the it's gonna get shit on for it because I think people see it coming. I think that people are, can get behind it. Uh, 
I think that they're going to get heat. They won't be faces because of who's who's behind it. Um, if it was anybody out, like if you had somebody else, uh, if you had Booker T come out and he was the the one putting them together, I think you have more chance of being a face. But the fact that MVP, who's like, I'm sorry, I, I've always considered MVP just being like the douchiest of douches douches out there, and he comes off as a heel just naturally, just because I have never liked the guy. He's always just never never run me the right way. Um, just could never stand him, no matter what he was doing in the ring. So by him doing it and the way he's doing everything. I think it sets him up as a heel, and it definitely is going to come off that way. Well, they won't be heels to me because I like all the people involved. So, <laughs> and if Lashley gets the world title, like I've been talking about this shit for over a year now, like I, probably longer than that. I mean, Lashley's been back in WWE as long as we've been doing a podcast almost. He came back and, right then. He came back right like just right after we started. And I've been on this train for a while, so. If Lashley can get the title, like I'm, I'm all for. And I'm just, you think about that match with him and Drew, and he just, yes, it's wrestling, and you're supposed to buy into it like that. But if you just, if you're a little kid and you're watching that match, you came away from that match like, man, Lashley can pretty much take the title from Drew anytime he wants to because he dominated him. If it wasn't for Lana coming out there, he'd be the champion right now, which is a good look for Lashley. But a better look is Lashley is the world champion. And they just need just fucking do it, just do it. I mean, let's be honest. He's gonna get it. He's not gonna hold the championship for long. Uh, well, actually, you know what? To be honest, this could be the perfect opportunity for him to be champion and still hold the title even when Brock returns. And I can actually get behind that. I don't care because when it comes to Brock, I don't care how you do it, as long as you keep the fucking title off of Brock Lesnar, I'm okay with it. Why would you not want one of the greatest wrestlers of all time to have the championship? Because I want the championship to be there. Hmm. I don't want it to be defended as much as it has been with Drew. Well, which which one do you want, Mark? No, 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 no. I want it there, but I want a presence of it. I don't want it to be on the line every fucking week, but I want it there. I want the champion there. Like, I'm the fucking champion. Do your shit. You don't get an opportunity. You know what? Fucking AJ Styles is a champion, but the fucking wasn't defending it every week. Just saying, like that's just how it goes. Look at the look at the nineties. Rock champion, Austin champion, Triple H, fucking Triple H, fucking had the championship all the time and never defended it on a Raw or anything like that. And it was that's that's the way it should be. Lesnar, if you're going to defend it, defend it at, at pay per views. That's great, but you're not even at every other pay per view, so that doesn't do you any good either. A happy balance. A ha- right, but a happy balance of the title being there but not being defended does more for it than it not being there or it being defended every day. I think it creates a little more urgency. Like, he hadn't defended it in a couple months. The fans are mad that he's not being stripped of it like everybody else would. So when he does defend it, even if you don't like the guy that he's fighting, you're still hoping that guy wins. And it creates more of a groundswell of emotion and urgency and everything else that ties into it when that match happens it just makes the match bigger i think it's perfect i don't want him to have the title again but if he does get it i i'd rather it be the way lesnar had it than the way drew mcintyre's having it where he's just on tv every other segment defending it every week always in a match like i get that they're shorthanded because of covid but i think they're stretching drew way too thin and his title reign's gonna honestly it's gonna fizzle out before it even reaches the apex of how hot it could be yeah 
at the same time, I think I think right now is because I feel like it's starting to do that already. Uh, I think it's a perfect time to take the title off him and then have Drew in the chase, have Brock Lesnar in the mix, and then you have – come towards the end of the year, the fall, you have McIntyre take that title off him again. <gasps> what if Brock comes back? It's Lashley, MVP, Shelton, and Apollo. Brock comes back in the match. Heyman turns on Brock, and he joins them. Oh my I've been God. I've been waiting for a Heyman turn for so damn long. I'm down for that. Remember he turned on Brock with Big Show of all yes. people way back in the day. Yes. How lame was that? He turned on him twice though, because didn't he turn? He turned on him with Punk. Also, no, well. he turned on Punk. Yeah, a Punk with Brock. That's what it was. Yeah, he turned on Punk, and then Punk and Brock had that crazy ass match where Punk got to have Paul Heyman by himself for a while. Fucking CM Punk. <laughs> did, you, did you see what Ryback said about Punk? No. Somebody asked him who, who his least favorite person to work with was, and he said working with Punk was like a 90-year-old Karen that always complains. <laughs> uh, considering that he's a fucking Karen himself, that's fucking hilarious. Why do people not like Ryback? I don't, I mean, I don't know. I love I, Ryback. I love Ryback wrestling. Yeah. But like his outside, ever since he's been out of wrestling, like all he does is bitch and complain. Like if you see ever see his post, he's just talking shit. And he's acting like a Karen. Towards WWE and every other wrestler. Well, I posted a throwback of like my daughter in a Ryback shirt because she used to love Ryback. Feed me more. I can see like, around the house saying that. Too. Yeah, and he retweeted it and uh, said some nice stuff about you know hope the family's well. This, that, and the third. So I have no problems with Ryback. Me and Ryback are buddies. We're we're cooler than me and Mickey James. Oh shit! For now. Anyways, we're gonna be best friends. You and Ryback? Yeah, that's what I meant. Because I was talking about the other way. That's what I mean. Speaking of championships, Marty, I've come to the conclusion that the most important tag team title going right now in all of professional wrestling, because not much of professional wrestling is actually happening right now, up until this past weekend when New Japan finally came back. We'll talk about that. But the most important tag team titles right now Ironically, or the WWE Women's Tag Title, which is crazy considering who are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and the, yeah. that's what's crazy is the fact that that the New Day have the titles, and we haven't seen much about that in weeks to almost a month and a half. Like it really hasn't done anything. Um, we we see too much of this, the the Raw Tag Team Champions. With when like that that I I I was loving the Viking prophets, uh, but like let's progress this storyline. Like let's finish it already. Let's move on. Um, but you know it's whatever. But the new day haven't done anything with the titles. Nobody's contending for them really. And yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. I will agree with that. The the fact that New Japan's back, that that the statement's going to change, so it's not going to age too well. But for the moment. Yeah, they're they're the most relevant tag team championships out there, uh, to the point where Impact wants or people in Impact want to bring the Knockout Tag Team Champions back. Saw that this morning. Well, I think one of the main reasons that the most important tag titles in wrestling is the WWE Women's Tag Titles is the people that are holding it. Bailey, the people that are holding it. I mean, it's time that. I understand. All right. Hey, let's, we want some Bailey. Let's let's get real for a second. I understand it's easy 
for people that do podcasts, that listen to podcasts, that have Twitter fingers. It's easy to just sit there and shit on Bailey and shit on Sasha. It's the cool thing to do. But if you take all that stuff away and you just look at the stuff they have done in the past month and a half across all brands, carrying SmackDown, having a great match on NXT, having great matches at pay-per-views, a storyline that everybody's invested in because we all think Sasha's eventually going to turn on her and it hasn't happened yet. If you take all that and you really look at it without being biased, you will see that these are the two workhorses in wrestling right now. They're carrying three brands weekly. Let me repeat that. They're carrying three brands every week between the two of them. It's time to give them their flowers, man. It's time for people to quit shitting on them and to admit that this is the best act right now in wrestling. Yes, we know half of the wrestlers aren't wrestling right now. Yes, there's a pandemic. Yes, there's no fans. Who gives a shit? It's been three months. It's time for the excuses to stop. Everybody else needs to elevate their level to what Sasha and Bailey are doing. Because right now, they're the best thing going in wrestling. And their tag titles are the most important titles. They got the Iconics coming for them. They got NXT women coming for them. They even got the NXT women's champion coming after them for clout. And they got Alexa and what's the other girl's name? Thicky Cross. Um, I can't even think of all the people they got coming at them. But the most wanted tag titles in wrestling right now belong to the Boston Hug Connection, Marty. And you're shaking your head. Go golden ahead. role models. The golden role models now. The legit role models. The the golden role models because and Sasha Banks has the best fucking entrance music. What's the other? What's the other top tag team that's coming back? Oh, that's that's right. The Divas of Doom. <laughs> what are the fucking what's what's Tanahashi and Bushi calling themselves? The Golden Something. They're the Golden Something too. They're not the Golden Lovers. No, that's a uh, that that's Omega him, and, and Kenny and, and, and yeah. Kota. Um. Yeah, they said that they, Kevin Kelly reference that this week. I'm like, Golden Sun. I'm like, wait, what? They're going that route? Okay. Um, I'm not going to disagree with you on everything. Like, I, I, I've told you that I think that Sasha Banks is an amazing wrestler. I, I love what Bailey's doing. When it comes, but when it comes down to, I can't stand Sasha on the mic. She annoys the hell out of me. Not her, not, it's not, has nothing to do with what she's saying. What she's saying, I can completely get behind and agree with. Her delivery just ruins it for me. And it does it for, there's a lot of people that do that. Uh, not just her, and I've talked about it in the past. It's for me, delivery means something, and when they can't do it right, it, it, it ruins the promo. Um, that's my only knock on Sasha Banks. That's the only knock I've ever had on Sasha Banks is her delivery. Everything else, I have it's been. It's not the delivery; it's DiGiorno. What a dick! Fucking asshole. Anyways, um, I will completely agree though the fact that this is the most sought after tag team championship. Um, and they are. They're they're holding three brands down. They're everywhere. It, you know, Charlotte comes out, talks about how she's the one biggest workhorse in women's wrestling. She says she's the biggest workhorse in the WWE. Uh, no, you're not. You're just being shoved in everyone's faces because of who you are. Ooh, can we Sasha talk about this? Go ahead. And Keep Bailey on. are the workhorses because they're fucking destroying it and dominating in every aspect. It doesn't matter what brand they're on. And and that's what's fantastic about them, and that's what that, that's what they that's what those tag teams needed, those title belts. They needed 
that kind of elevation because before that they were being held and people loved who had them, but they weren't being progressed into a higher level or bigger degree of what they should be. And that's what the, that's what the other tag team championships were missing. They were missing that, that one factor that were like legitimizing it and no pun intended, but the legit boss legitimizes those titles. Like it literally took her and Bailey to have a solid, a real run to legitimize those titles. The first time around, it was the first time around. It, you know, people were, there was brand new titles. They only had them for like a month and a half. Nobody, they, nobody gave it the attention or the respect that it should have been because it was brand new. It's been a year, over a year, uh, and, and it's finally coming around. And they're both at a higher point of their careers than they were a year ago. And so what they're doing right now is elevating those titles to a whole new level that makes them legit and makes you want to watch what's going on. Because, yeah, every week, I will say the best part of every episode, whether it's Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, is what's going on with those tag team championships. Uh, Before we move to my question that I had about Charlotte, I just want to say I've talked about this before as well. I love little things in wrestling to make it seem like it's real. The last couple of weeks, Sasha Banks has been winning matches with these roll-ups and the roll-ups have been so good. Just little stuff. Like I'm going to take your ankle and put it over the top of your head instead of just like a little baby ass hook where I grab your leg and you struggle. Like you can't get out. She's actually hooking people to stop them from kicking out. Almost like if they wanted to kick out for real, they wouldn't be able to. And I love that. Uh, you talked about Charlotte. Why is it that Charlotte can go from brand to brand as NXT women's champion and we hate it, but yet Bailey and Sasha can do it and we love it? I told you this many times because Charlotte does it in an arrogant and arrogant way and it's annoying. And if it was just her coming out wrestling and just kicking ass, it'd be one thing. But she's coming out and talking and then having like a quick match. And they keep building her up as the best women's wrestler ever. Well, she's not. And we know that. So it just keeps force feeding it to us that and we don't want to see it. And the fact that she's thrown out there, I you know, and she's bitching and complaining about people hating on her being pushed there because she's the workhorse. No. People are hating on you being in front of the TV all the time because you don't need to be there all the time time. You're not the greatest you're not as good as you're you're overrated. You're you're way nowhere close to being as good as you think you are as they hold you up to be. And you're not the one we want to see all the time. Like, this is not it. We And the, when she comes off in such an arrogant manner, like, if you had the Miz going to every brand, it would be it would be entertaining. It would be – you'd be able to watch it. If you But if you had her, it, because of the way she does it, it just doesn't come off right. Let me put it this way. Let me compare this to a, another male wrestler. If you had MGF going on every single brand, if, you, if, if MGF was in WWE and on Monday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, nobody's going to want to want to watch that because he comes off in an arrogant way that just, it's beyond heelish. It's on a whole new level of its own and it's annoying to watch. And it gets so, so frustrating just watching the arrogance that you don't want to watch it. You don't look forward to that. It ruins it for you. So you want to watch something you can inter- be entertained with. And so that's why when you have Sasha and Bailey on there and they're joking around and they're making fun of people and they're talking shit to Marco Cole, you know, and other any wrestler that's coming their way and the, the performance center, it it's comes off to where it's entertaining. Charlotte isn't entertaining. 
You know, you tied that together well at the end because as you started out and you were going over what you don't like about Charlotte and why she's not who she says she is, everything you're saying is exactly what I like in a wrestler. Like, I want you to be arrogant. I want you to say you're the best. I want, like, Roman Reigns. Like, I want people that don't like you for you to just go out and constantly get the push and have the title and put on the best matches and just ignore it all and keep doing it. But the part you said at the end is why I don't like Charlotte. I don't find her entertaining. I just, there's nothing. I I want people like that, too. I want Roman Reigns to come out like that. I, I think The Miz is best as a heel because he does that. But the Miz is entertaining when he does it. Charlotte's not. And that, that I guess that ties it all together. So if you're a Charlotte fan, you probably think she's the most entertaining thing in the world. But for guys like us that aren't entertained by her, it's kind of like the Sasha thing with you. Like nine-tenths of what Charlotte does is things that I like in a pro wrestler. But there's that one part, that entertaining part, that I'm just not – I can't. she can't hold my attention unless she's in the ring with Becky or Sasha, or Ronda, or somebody that I like. Anybody. Well, I'm saying saying she can hold my attention with people that I care about watching. But if she's just having – like, I can watch Becky wrestle Nikki Cross and be entertained by it. I can't watch Sasha wrestle Nikki Cross because I don't really care for Nikki Cross. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at what you just said, depending on who who Charlotte's in the the ring with – you can you can get entertained because who she's in the ring with. There's a reason why Charlotte isn't wrestling every single person on the roster. She's wrestling people who bring the entertainment to the match. Mm. All right, I got a question for you, Marty. Speaking of the tag titles, tomorrow night, Monday, or tonight, depending on when you listen to it, or yesterday, the WWE Women's Tag Titles will be on the line as the best tag team in the world defend against the Iconics. A couple weeks ago, we saw Billy Kay slap the piss out of Peyton Royce. And then they just kind of washed it off, and now they're going back for the titles again. You know, they're posting videos, working out with Sean Spears and whatnot. Like, everything's hunky-dory. So let me ask you, who splits up first? The Iconics or Sasha and Bayley? Before we give that answer, I know a couple weeks ago we talked about, like, this should be an ongoing, like, skit they got going on. Just, like, like rough pain to each other like punishment like you fucking better be better i'm so glad they're not doing that right now after this week i'm <laughs> oh, so man. glad yeah. that they're not doing that shit right now yeah um, we'll, uh, we'll probably anyway. touch on a little bit of that when tata gets here but yeah but uh ugh. i honestly think that it's still gonna be um boston hug like there's they they've proven they can do things by themselves there's no reason why the Iconics should split up until they can show that they can do something on their own. I, I don't think the WWE has any confidence that, like, here's the thing. If you put Billy Kay on her own, I, she's not going to do anything. I don't see Billy Kay doing anything. Um, Peyton Royce, I could see her having some, some believable feuds and having some great mic work, uh, but I don't see her having anything long-term in a singles run. But then together they work. They're just certain things, you know. We look like at if um, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Mandy mm. does some great mic work. She does decent ring work. Sonya does decent ring work or mic work, but does great ring work. That's so. I think that they both can do. I can see Sonya having a long singles run, and I can see Mandy Rose having a decent singles run, depending on what feuds they put her in. I don't see Peyton 
or Billy having either of those. Mm. Peyton more than Billy, but I feel like if you put Billy by herself, then she becomes another female wrestler who's just on there, who either isn't on the card or gets a quick match or is thrown into a mixed tag team with somebody or comes out for a battle royal. Uh, whereas when you see there's nothing that doesn't do anything. What what they're gonna have, is there gonna be a feud between Peyton and Billy? Who, what does that do? Sasha and Bailey that leads somewhere that has history. There's story to be told. It's meaningful. So I don't think it's gonna happen like right now. But what it does, I think that that's gonna lead. The, the the first one would be Boston Hug because it's gonna lead somewhere and somewhere to a higher elevation. All right, we got a couple of minutes before we take a break, and we're joined by Sirius XM's Tatiana Miranda. Let's talk New Japan. I know Let's you're excited. Talk. I know you're excited. I can see you frothing at the mouth waiting on me to bring this up. I didn't watch any of it because I live in America and don't have New Japan World. That's changing, brother. That's changing. Well, fill me in, Marty. I'm going to sit back and let you just fill in me. and the. Li- we already know Robert Custis knows about it, but the rest of us, not named Marty and Robert, Tell us what the hell's going on with New Japan. Oh, uh, man. So a lot of things like this week, our, uh, Monday morning, there was a a surprise event came out, Perfect Together. And basically it was just the New Japan roster coming out and just collectively coming out to give a product. Like, hey, um, there was a promo in the beginning, heels and faces coming out, same T-shirts, and basically come out like solidarity. Like, we're here. We're working together. We're all going to do this together. We're going to give a product for you to watch, and we're going to do our best to kind of be one. And then they went on to have their matches, still faces and heels and all that storyline. But my God, watching New Japan be back and watching wrestling matches was fantastic. Did, um, they, have, did they have fans in the crowd? They did not. They did not have fans in the crowd. Uh, and here's the thing that's kind of frustrating is that – there's all they always have, um, like the obviously the, the commentating team is always there, release, release, release. But they're at the point right now with like they're limiting people to where the American or the English version of the mat of the card isn't being released to a day or two later because it's being released live uh, with the Japanese commentating team, and then Kevin Kelly's coming through and watching it and commentating and adding it in. So then we're getting, so that's the frustrating part because like it's kind of hard. I mean, it's hard when you're watching something you can't understand what they're talking about and you over know what they're saying. Um, so at that point, you just watch. That's what was kind of cool though, because you're just watching wrestling. Like you, you, you tone. Like I turned it off because it didn't mean anything. Like there was no promos being done. There was no you couldn't understand what the commentating team. So just turn it off and muted it, and you're just watching pure wrestling, and it was fantastic. Sounds you it wasn't though, man. It was like I mean, you it, know me. I just I'm just that's not no, my no. thing. Yeah, if, I mean, if we were talking, if we're watching like the Cruiserweight, you know, two hundred five live, it wouldn't be. It would be boring. But I feel like there's more to Japanese wrestling that makes it more entertaining. Uh, and just like the stuff you got going on around the ring, stuff like that. New Japan Cup started this week. The first round, uh, Part A, started, and there was some great matches there. Uh, there were some fantastic matches on the Perfect Together card. Like the last two matches, uh, where one was a four-way tag team, uh, which had Tanahashi and Bushi and Nagata and Makabe uh, versus uh, Doku, Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. Great wrestling match. 
And then the last match was Sho and Yo and Okada versus Tanahashi, Takaji, and Naito. And my God, Naito, oh, that match, Naito and, and Sho was putting on a great match together. And then Okada, Naito, oh, it's, I, anytime the two of them are in a match together, it's fantastic. Uh, but no, New Japan's back. It's going to be awesome. The New Japan Cup, the winner, is going to go on to face Naito at Dominion for both IC and heavyweight championship. So I guess, I don't know if it's going to be like first mat, first pin is for this, second pin's for that, or winner take all. They haven't really announced that yet. I hope it's not winner take all. I hope it's a one match, two match kind of thing. Um, because I don't want them keeping the bouts together for, for forever. That just kind of takes away from what they're doing. I guess right now may be a good thing because obviously limited, you know, they're not doing as much. Uh, but they did some protocols. This is what I kind of like. They're actually like cleaning the ring and ropes and turnbuckles and everything between matches and even have like a halftime on on the card to like re-sanitize the everything. I know WWE like changes you know, they change out the ring mat every after every match, but like they they were like cleaning everything, like hazmat suits coming out clean so that you could see they're really doing whatever they can to make sure that they're working in a clean environment. And I like that. Um Announced within the last 24 hours is that uh, coming the uh, – I don't think there's a date. There's not a date announced yet, but it's coming. New Japan will be having a Friday night TV sh- uh, streaming on New, J- New Japan World. So it hasn't really said if it's live or not, but it's called Lions Break Collision. 7 or 10 o'clock Eastern, every Friday night will be a New Japan show. So they are going to give us – it's filmed in L.A. Um, and so they're going to – It's we're going to get American talent. We're going to get Japanese talent. And we're going to get a New Japan product every week. And we know what day. We know what time. We know there's other brands out there who try to say they give us stuff, but they don't give us consistent shit. Uh, Impact, ROH. EJ, I mean, I know Impact's consistent, but it, for some people, you can't ever find the product. ROH, who knows when that fucking shit hits. Um, so this is going to be awesome. I think this is going to be a big turnaround and positive for New Japan because we're going to get more eyes from the Americans to watch this product and get, and get more visual on what's going on there, especially when they have more people joining in, American talent joining in on this. So I think it's going to be benefit. So those who are like, oh, I you know only watch New Japan on the big events, Wrestle Kingdom, G1, whatever it is, well, Me. now they have opportunity to G1, watch G1. it. You know, it doesn't look like it's going to be a long event, maybe an hour, um, but it's something that's going to be good. I think it's going to be a good turn for them. Cool. Well, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will have a guest here on Boot to the Face, episode 92. Stay tuned. Welcome back, episode 92, Boot to the Face Wrestling Podcast, and we are here with the special guest who you can find on Sirius XM's Alt Nation on Saturday and Sunday, or you can find her on Twitter at T Miranda. I said that Miranda. There's only one R though. No, you said T Miranda. T Miranda twenty three on Twitter. Miss Tatiana, how goes it? Hi, how you guys doing? I'm doing great. Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Marty's a little stressed out, you know, with his announcement that he made at the <laughs> beginning of the show. There's a couple more grays that came in into the beard. 
He's got a little First of all, there's zero grays in the beard. <laughs> oh, for the record. Um, I have yet to find one, and I I go through my beard religiously. Like, I uh, come I'm, through my beard and everything. I've, if I've you found, need some, I've if you found need some, some I can grays hook you up. <laughs> and some white hairs, like, on the side of my head from time to time. So I'm like, I am very vigilant on that because I – I don't. I'm not gonna dye anything or color anything, but I will be damned if a fucking gray or white hair pops in the beard. That's all I have left. My hair on my head isn't isn't gonna be like what it is for much longer. So the beard's all I'm holding on to. So it better Buddy, not fuck I up. To tell you, the grays are coming <laughs> to the beard. <laughs> like I don't think Thanks. that's Appreciate how it goes. You know that's uh. It's funny because like. My family, they all have full heads of hair mm-hmm. and everything, but none of them grow facial hair. And so, and they all, like, even my grandparents, like, they have, like, barely any gray hair in there until, like, they were, like, older, like, 60s. Mm. And so I'm like, well, it, well, if they can't do that, then I got the beard. Then maybe my beard's going to be full and black until I'm in my 60s, but the rest of my shit's going to be fucked up. So maybe, I'm hoping that's the, that's the positive. You know, I'll cross my fingers for you. I'm I appreciate you. it. I appreciate it. I love it because, like, my brother... So he can't grow facial hair or shit. Like he looks like white trash when he grows a facial hair. It's like dude, hillbilly he, DNA. He it's what is it? he looks like the Briscoes, man. It's like dude, you need you need you need to cut that shit or just shave it off because when your sideburns have to go all the way to your chin just to make it look like you got a full beard, that shit don't work. Like trim that shit down. Well, hopefully, wow. brother Vasquez yeah, doesn't listen to this and and realize you just called him a hillbilly. He don't. But- <laughs> he don't, but I call him up to his face. Well, <laughs> hey man, he, you know what? He called me Hicksakin my entire life. So oh hillbilly God. is is no, no big deal, man. That's a new one. Tata, you haven't found any gray hairs in your beard, have you? No, my beard is perfectly intact. Okay, cool. Just just wondering for everybody out there that might be listening. Tata has no grays. <laughs> um, so Tatiana, let's talk. Hi, wrestling. let's talk. So. You are not a wrestling fan. You know, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. And 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 when did this travesty of a decision start? Like, is this something you did since you were younger? Oh, uh, actively disliking wrestling? Oh wow. You didn't just say I don't, I don't like it. You said actively dislike. Wow. Don't, don't don't you have That's a brother? All the time we have today, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Don't, don't you don't you have a brother, Tata? What? Don't you have a brother? I have two brothers and both of them definitely had wrestling phases. Um, my older brother and I are closer in age. So it was definitely growing up like fighting for the TV on Monday nights. Cause somebody wanted to watch WWF. Back in the oh, day. he's a good man then better than that WCW. <laughs> Boy. And you know, I was just kind of forced to watch it I, th- I remember i sent you a meme a few weeks ago wrecker where it was like some of you never had an older brother that wwe body slammed you and it shows yeah. see and that's why i asked because i remember seeing you post that so i'm like mm-hmm. she had to have like had a brother to watch it or something because you don't post that just for the hell of it so, right uh, so it's, it's, it's gotta be wrestling in your history at some point so again why don't you like I don't, I guess I just don't under, like, I guess as a kid, when I was watching it, like it was fine, whatever, we were all forced to do it, but I just don't get it. It's just not, I I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe you guys feel the same way about things I like where you just don't get it. Like you're just missing the mark in your brain hole, but 
it's just like the acting is cheesy. The the uh, oh, see, good thing we didn't have to watch the Sasha Banks match. Well, look, man, enough with the Sasha yeah. slander. Okay. Sasha's my favorite wrestler going right now well, because Becky Lynch is pregnant. You know what I mean? Right. So we don't talk bad about Sasha. I don't tolerate Sasha slander at all. As a matter of fact, if you want to watch another match, Santa, <laughs> Sasha versus Becky Lynch, Hell in a Cell. You think her and Charlotte beat the shit out of each other in that match you watched. You ought to see this one. Oh, that Sasha Becky Highland Cell match from last year was amazing. I will watch it because the entire the clip you sent me, Rucker, I was just like, Jesus freaking Christ. Like insane. There's no doubt, like the acting can be as cheesy as as it is, whatever. But the athleticism involved is insane. Like the stunts these people are doing are absolutely wild. I'm just like, wow. See, so we're we're not gonna try to make you become a wrestling fan, but I will say now, if ever there was a time that someone with your personality would like wrestling, because you're very pro women, yeah. everything right now, starting a couple years ago, there was the women's evolution. So now women's wrestling is way more. It's not just tits and ass anymore. It's actually some of the stuff you watch. So it's taken more seriously. And, you know, like I told you the other day, the biggest star in wrestling at the time was Becky Lynch, who was a woman. Like she was doing shit that women hadn't done yet as far as merch and main events and stuff like that. So if there was ever a time for you to become a fan of wrestling, <laughs> this would be it. Because I'm women are kicking ass. Listen, I'm very open-minded. Like, I hate, I've hated video games most of my life, and I bought an, a Nintendo Switch recently. So nothing is off limits, especially during quarantine time. Who knows? WWE 2K19 was the last game they made for the Switch. You're more than welcome to borrow my, my cartridge. Um, it's a fantastic game. Okay. Did they not make 20 for the Switch? I don't think so. No, they didn't. I think that the 19 was the last one they made for the Switch. Oh, because tw- they say 20 was trash. I like 20, though. Well, because you got to remember, like, Switch games usually come out after PS5 or PS4 and Xbox releases. So they don't always come, like, right away with those. Only games they release early are, like, the exclusives. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that 2K20 didn't come out for the Switch yet. I don't have a Switch, so I don't know. Y'all could, if you want, I could get y'all's Trey's gamer tag. Y'all could play with him. No, man, I'm afraid I'm going to get made fun of. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he does to me. I I see that shit, so I'm like, no, I'm good. Tata, I tried playing Fortnite with my son, and, like, he'd been begging me to play. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to play. So I get into the squad with him and his friends. He's sitting in my room, and he's like, go this way. And I couldn't do it. He's like, jump off of that. Do this, do that. And I'm like, stop yelling at me. Like, this shit's hard enough as it is. <laughs> so after like the third time I get killed, he gets up and he's walking out. And I hear him go, don't worry, guys. My dad's not playing anymore. I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. That's kind of like that. That's like the, that's like that Bernie Mac skit where he's like, he down there. Like, motherfucker, I know. Who, like, you can fuck talk to me like that. He, uh, he down there. Like, shit. I will knock your ass out. Your and like, one of his friends was like, yeah, one of his friends was like, "Can I call you Mr. Dad?" I was like, "I don't, I don't think that's appropriate at all." But Mr. just call me fucking Ruck U eighty two because that's my gamer tag. That's way more appropriate for a ten year old to, to say to me. But if you think about it, like I remember when I was a kid and my dad would get on and play us at like Street Fighter or Super Mario World or something like that. I would get so pissed off. I would like grab the controller from him. Like, all right, you're done. 
go back to the living room. You're done. Yeah. Like you want to pay. You you can't you can't shoot a damn free throw. It's it's NBA 2K. Like you can't shoot a damn free. Throw. No, we're done. You're done. I was always so bad at video games. The only one that like I could play was Mario Kart because I would get so bored with like adventure stories. I'd be like, oh, what's the point? Like I'm over it. And like Spyro the Dragon. That was the only one that I enjoyed. I'm, I'm my, uh, heard of it. my grandpa always hated video games, like didn't get the point. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad got a Nintendo Wii one time <laughs> and for Easter. I hosted it at my house and I brought it. And we had my grandpa playing bowling on Wii. That's and he's so like I, he to the point where he was he was considering buying gaining one just so he could play bowling at home. That's like, so oh, sweet. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, grandpa! That never happened though. Older people loved the Wii game when it came out because the graphics weren't like enough to make them have a seizure, and they could actually like do stuff. You know what I mean? Like, because my entire family loved the Wii also. Yeah. But I couldn't see them getting an Oculus Quest and fucking living for for another week while they're playing it. Like the it Wii, the happen. Wii was great for like children and and old people. And old people, yeah. everyone in the middle was like, "Oh, I'll get I'll get some play just to get me over until like a new Nintendo system <laughs> finally comes out." Have either one of y'all played the Oculus Oculus Quest or whatever the hell it's called? Now, that's a virtual. VR, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. Come, I think the first week of July. There's a new VR game coming out, and it's Iron Man. Ooh. And it's going to be fantastic. Well, that sounds awful. How's, what? That, that does not awful. sound fun. That sounds amazing. I mean, look, well, y'all can go ahead and review it and let me know what you think. I'm not playing that shit. I do not want to feel like I'm flying around. and I get motion sickness. I'm scared yeah, of that. I'm not, I'm not no. jumping in an Iron Man suit and flying around the living room while my <laughs> kids are filming me on the phone looking like a jackass. That's why you only play it by yourself. You don't you don't play a VR game when there's other people in the house ever. You play a VR game when there's nobody around. Because you if you pass out, then, then you're gonna pass out by yourself and let somebody <laughs> find you later. But you don't play to find out you're on fucking YouTube or TikTok playing a fucking virtual reality game late like two months later. Oh my gosh, right. we, we gotta get back to this. Trey on on Switch, so we could like use him as a source for good content. I'm sure he would. Like yes, Trey, I'm so. sure. He, and if you needed him to record me doing stupid shit, I'm sure he would definitely like do that too. Love it. There's a lot of stupid shit that you, I do. You know the me. one. I feel like we need to get Layla a camera to record you because I feel like the shit oh. she puts on catches would be even better because Layla you can tell she's going to have like a sarcastic like commentary to go with it, and that'll make it even better. Oh, dude, that's such Layla would give no f's. Okay, speaking of, so I showed her one of our shirts, Marty, the one with yeah. her faces on it. Oh, she looks at it. She pauses for a minute and she goes, "Oh, so you just replace mom with some dude with a beard?" <laughs> um, dude, your like, kid is my favorite. I'm like, I don't think that's how podcasting works, sweetheart. Like, we have, a, sure we have a segment. We have like an unofficial segment called "Shit Layla Says," and we haven't had anything for a couple of weeks. So I'm glad you dropped that one in this week. <laughs> Shit, Layla says. Oh my gosh, your kid is so funny. Apple does not think fall it's far. Funny. Try living with her. Just, just like she already, you say she already acts like a damn teenager. Just wait yeah. till she is a teenager. Like these oh, stories are gonna get even better when that happens. You think you drink there a lot of milk now? 
<laughs> evil creatures. Yeah. All right. So let's let's try to get back to wrestling. So Tata, we had some questions that I don't. I'm thinking you had questions. I'm sorry yeah. about some of the stuff that you watched. So let's get into it. Well, let's first let's let's go to before we do that. Let everyone know like what you watched to prep for. This episode. So we originally, which I still have questions about this, very important. You guys originally had me watch Hulk Hogan versus The Rock 2002 WrestleMania, but we you guys switched it over to Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair from 2018, 2019. Who knows? Um, Evolution. And all women's pay per view, by the way, Tata. That was the first time that ever happened. You really? want to know what's crazy? I was looking, I, I watched it yesterday. Yep. Yep. Uh, I looked at it yesterday, and that's under retired pay-per-views. Retired? And yet they've been talking about Evolution 2. I'm like, really? Like, you guys are going to well, put under retired already, and these guys are in plans for a second one? Retired just means like they haven't done a one or they're not going to do that, that brand name anymore. Yeah. Um, well, a little backstory kind of on it, Tata. They started doing shows in Saudi Arabia a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and the women weren't allowed to perform over there. Oh, they, yeah. They've kind of been progressing, and, and so – there was a big like shit storm on the internet with, you know how the internet is like once people get something stuck up their ass, yeah. they just run with it. And it became like this movement. And eventually what WWE did was the second time they went to Saudi Arabia, they hosted an all women's pay-per-view because they were in the middle of the women's evolution. That's so they were so like, cool. well, we can't just, yeah. And of course there were skeptics that were like, well, they're only doing it because, they can't go wrestle here, but it was still the first women's pay-per-view and it was the best fucking pay-per-view of the year too. Like all the matches were really good. So that's that's where that pay-per-view came from, but I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. Um, I love learning, but I guess I just, first of all, I had some questions because I watched the match and then did some um, quote unquote research on the old Google machine. Apparently, so Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair were friends, right? What, what, what was like the tea? What's the drama? Because I couldn't figure out like why they now hated each other. Okay, I'll take this one, Mark. (laughs) All right. So Becky and Charlotte are friends, right? Mm -hmm. Charlotte's the daughter of Ric Flair. She's like the chosen one in the WWE. So she's really good too. Don't get me wrong. But you're told that you have to like her. Like, she's the prototypical women's athlete. She's big, strong, can do all the flips, blah, blah, blah. Becky is this little, like, uncoordinated, like, tryhard. But she's really good on a microphone, and she makes the fans, like, care about her as opposed to just watching her wrestle. So Becky was getting, like, this real big groundswell of support, but she had only been the champion once. She hadn't had a championship match in like three years, but her and Charlotte were best friends. So she's watching Charlotte win all these belts and all that. She finally gets a title match. Charlotte comes back some kind of way. I can't remember. How did she get put into the Summer match? SummerSlam. SummerSlam. She remember she came in and like fucking beat her. Yeah, she gets yeah. put into the match that was supposed to be Becky's. Becky was finally getting her match. She was finally going to get a title shot. Charlotte, like, Charlotte was out for like four months because of an injury yeah. at a pay-per-view prior. And so that's kind of where led up to her, like right. Charlotte showing up. And Becky's winning all these matches to like get back into the <clears throat> title picture, blah, blah, blah. Charlotte ends up getting put into the match. So it's a three way now. And Charlotte ends up winning the belt. Mm-hmm. And they're celebrating and they're hugging. 
and Becky just like slapped the dog shit out of her and just beat the <gasps> shit out of her. She was supposed to turn heel, but because everybody loves Becky and got wow. sick of Charlotte winning, the crowd just like went crazy for it. They were like, finally, like she's had enough. And so WWE kept trying to get her to turn heel throughout the whole program. Like they were getting her to talk shit about the fans and getting her to talk shit to like legends and beat up people from behind. The more dastardly shit she did, the more people cheered for her. Like, I don't know if you, if you caught it during that match, but like a lot of the narrative was like making, painting her to be like a bad person and Charlotte to be like the victim. Mm -hmm. And that's all because they were trying to make her come off as a heel but in a, but the everyone you can hear everyone cheering for her in the background. Yeah. So it was it was a big like we're gonna force you to be bad, but it wasn't going that route. It was a total like so to kind of give you a backstory like Stone Cold Steve Austin the late nineties was wasn't a heel, but he was meant to be like going up against the boss and was wasn't coming off as like the most like company made man and was supposed to come off like like a bad guy. But people loved it because, well, he's sticking standing up to the man, you know? Mm-hmm. And so people love it. And it was the same concept. Like, they were trying to turn her heel, but it was making her stronger than as a fit than before. Interesting. Okay. So that's the story. Okay. I appreciate that. Well, here's the thing. I took... <laughs> you said, what's the tea? They used to do a little, a little tea thing when they were friends all the time. Yeah, oh, they did. They did. That's right. Um, I took some... First impression note when I watched the match. And I'm just going to throw them out there. You guys can tell me what you think. I'm not kidding. I took physical notes in my llama notebook. I want to talk about it. This is more prep than we ever do for us. <laughs> right, thank you. Well, She's got that Takamania shit going on right now. <laughs> here's the thing. Um, when I'm coming to shit talk, I like to come prepared. Um and I say shit. <laughs> She's that kid who came to who came to class one day after being made fun of all week long, and finally has some comebacks for that bully. Oh, oh you yeah. said what about yeah, my mom? Hold on, page hold on. Three. Let me let me, let me open my trapper keeper real quick because I got my notes right here. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't play. Um, <laughs> first of all, I'm like again. I could think whatever I want about wrestling or whatever, but outstanding athletes these people are like i can't the only thing i am committed to is like eating tacos so the fact that they are so committed to their bodies <laughs> is amazing their bodies are insane insane that was my first note um becky lynch when she when they both get in the ring finally she scared the hell out of me because she's looking at charlotte flair like she's an animal like she was like hunting this B straight up. I wrote that down too. Hunting that B. Um, you can say bitch. It's fine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, the fights don't look believable to me. And I think that's one of the things that bugs me about W. They don't look believable. Like when they're slamming their head against a table, like you can clearly see, I'm not saying these people need concussions, but you can see their hands like blocking the table. Like, blocking the face hitting the table that drives me nuts it's like 2020 we can get we can get some better effects in here um hmm. it was it was 2018 oh it was oh sorry it was 2018 Hmm. Uh, (laughs) okay we'll forgive you on that one as i was watching it i was like okay so they're pulling the chairs and the tables out from under the ring and i didn't understand why they were pulling all of them out 
because at a certain point it was it felt very much like look what I'm doing. Fuck you. I'm pulling out all the chairs. And they just keep, I'm like, you can only use one chair at a time because that's how your body anatomy works. Why are you pulling out 15 chairs? Both of you. What? I don't get it. What's happening? It started, it started out like you were saying like, Oh, I'll throw another chair in too. I will too. But later on, they ended up using all those chairs and like throwing each other on top of them. Charlotte so buried under all of them. To where they're no longer yeah. landing on the mat. Now they're landing on a shitload of chairs. Exactly. And so That's to kind of get into also with that too, is like it's it's a last woman standing match. So the point of it, the match mm-hmm. was to make sure the other person stays down for at least ten seconds. Um yeah, no. Like I said, these were I was taking these as I was watching, so things change. Um, but I was just like, why are they just pulling out chairs? Like, this just doesn't seem productive. <laughs> What's happening? You're wasting your energy. <laughs> when Becky picked up Charlotte and just, like, straight up flipped her over her shoulder, I literally wrote, what the fuck? How is somebody that strong? I don't understand. Again, I'm not fit to fitness at all. And I was just like, how can anybody be that strong? Um, it's insane and amazing. Hold on. You can, uh... also, I think it's pretty much established that you could have all the fancy moves, but at the end of the day, the bitch slap wins because there's one solid bitch slap in that match and everybody went wild. It's like, wow, you can flip them over. You can hit them with chairs, but everybody loves a good bitch slap. Um, really do. what other stupid shit always gets a reaction yeah it was just like oh okay that's a bitch slap do they have a good contract with Home Depot is that how they get real like all these chairs is there a discount <laughs> Lowe's perhaps I was very concerned I don't know why I wrote that that's, fair. that's where they get that's where they get them ladders from that's how they get all those ladders. That's what I was You know, that's a good question. I wonder if they anyway, I wonder if they do have a contract with some kind of cuz they have a lot of shit. Well, I do see orange buckets all the time. And so those those are um, Home Depot buckets. So it makes sense. I should also should have prefaced all of this that I have the IQ of a raisin. So um hmm also, I was 100% done and crying when they did a close-up of Charlotte's face and her eyelash was hanging off. Like, she was missing an eyelash. Ooh. I was just like, they well, don't... The mm-hmm. thing about Charlotte is that was 2018, so her face has changed like four times since then. And her boobs are bigger now, again. Like, what? she gets augmented like, all the time. That's another thing. And this was a legitimate concern. I was like, are their boobs fake? Because the way they're, like, in the costumes, you can't really tell because they're pushed up anyway. And listen, I am all here for plastic surgery. But I was legitimately concerned. I'm like, are your implants going to pop? I would be terrified. So to go with that, the injury we talked about, Charlotte being gone Mm -hmm. for those three to four months before she returned was because of of a boob issue that happened in the match. See, that is scary. You can get really sick from implants leaking, popping, and all that. I was very concerned. Um, one thing that confused me, why did Becky run away from the room at that at one, that one point? 
Because she did. She like ran away, and I was like, "What is okay, it see, doing? You just pulled out all the chairs. You were making." See, I'm glad you. I'm glad you noticed this as a novice wrestling fan. Even you picked it up that like she was such a badass through the whole match. This was the point again of them trying to force her to be the chicken shit bad guy, mm-hmm. which made no sense and didn't fit her character at the time. So she beat Charlotte's ass the whole time, and then when Charlotte gets up, she's like, "Oh my god!" and runs away. Like that was still them trying to make her come off as a heel. But again, if you listen to the crowd, the people didn't give a shit. Like it wasn't happening. Yeah, it just didn't seem like it landed. Like, I guess if they were trying to make her a villain, but if she was running away, you probably should have had her getting her ass whooped the entire match, not beating the crap out of Charlotte. Well, and the the way it works, too. So that was definitely for him trying to make her a villain. Mm-hmm. Most, like, heel or villain champions, they're known for not finishing a match or trying mm-hmm. to get the easy loss. Because if you get disqualified, they don't lose a title. So that's kind of like their way out. Like, oh, well, I'm, it looks like I'm going to lose. Then I'm going to take off my – I'm going to grab my ball and go home because that's that's how I'm going to do it. It's cheap heat is what – you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like how can I get people to piss get pissed off the easiest? Uh, but, yeah, like you said, it didn't pay off because obviously nobody bought into that part. Yeah, it was just – it was strange. I was just like, this doesn't make any – I'm very confused. Um, but, yeah, those were those were my, my hot takes on the match. Um, and I don't know, like, again, my big thing was just like being amazed at the athleticism. And as you know, I did watch this as a kid, but you never really saw a lot of women in it when I was younger. And you guys have mentioned it yourself. A lot of this was the first time they've done women matches and they've really been working with, with women within the, within the industry and the organization, which is fantastic. But just to see the the athletic ability it just it blows my mind you see you know the rock ripped is all shit you see i don't know who else is a current male wrestler unknown no way to tell but i'm sure they're all ripped. take a look take a look at, at finn balor and you'll you'll hear it you'll know it all yeah, oh my god my wife just... loves finn balor <laughs> and it has nothing to do with him wrestling she can cancel that shit if she wants to like i know better than that this dude's got like 15 abs his abs have abs. <laughs> he used to do this thing online, Tata, where he'd be he'd be like sitting around in the locker room, just like in a chair with his shirt off, and baby oil would just spill on him, and he'd wake up and start like rubbing it in. And I was just like, "Enough, we get it, motherfucker. Like, we get it." That was okay. That was but, funny that you made that point because when I was watching the first match, you guys had me watch the um the whole the Hulk and the Rock. I was like. Why is The Rock already sweaty, like just walking down the ramp? I'm like, bro, you haven't even have you have you seen have you seen Fast and Furious like six? Yeah, where where uh, I don't know why they haven't won off. So like Tyrese is like hide your baby oil. Yeah, yeah, like hide your. That's it right there. Well, yep, that's it. Also, as somebody who knows way too much about the rock as a grown man mm-hmm. he does sweat a lot like i've noticed that like he can do yeah, right. even when he comes out for just a regular like promo by the time he gets in the ring and says finally like he's just dripping in sweat i don't know i mean just the son of a bitch is dripping in sweat when he's doing a fucking little five second instagram live video with kevin hart like yeah. he just he just he's yeah. a sweaty motherfucker. listen we can't all be perfect he's pretty close <laughs> 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 um, I'm going to disagree with you. Listen, I hate him. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had a question and it slipped my mind. Oh, 
Okay, so while I don't like wrestling necessarily, I do love trash TV. And we do know that there's a lot of reality TV associated with wrestling. And one that I wanted to bring up, because I have to be fully honest, when I watched the first match you sent me, The Hulk and The Rock, I got bored after like five minutes. So what I did do is... Um, that was barely the first, like, when they're looking at you. That, that entire look down, that, that wasn't even the match part. I did end up watching it, but I ended up finishing it after I remembered there was a little show called Hogan Knows Best. Oh, my God. On VH1. And I watched three episodes on YouTube. And I'm not ashamed. Wow. <laughs> because I, I, thought you were gonna, I thought she was going to talk about like total ballas or total divas. No. You know, no, she went in two decades. Extensions. That's oh. You know, the one of the funny things I remember about that show was his wife walking in on him in the closet, like in full Hulk Hogan gear. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, nothing. Meanwhile, he's got a fucking bow on and sunglasses. (laughs) Brian Nobbs was, oh, dude, that that show. So I went. That show made me want to punch Nick Hogan all the fucking time. I went into a tailspin with these shows. Or with this show in particular. Because I remember watching it when it was on TV. Because that must have been the year I figured out, like, the parental password on on the cable TV. And I was like, I must watch all the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and I took notes on those. Hold on, these were again my hot takes. Why does he use the word jabroni so much? That was one. The Rock He's giving multiple pets. I get it's twenty. I get it's two thousand two, but unnecessary. Why were the early two thousands the era for bad hair extensions? Brooke Hogan, you have money. They should be better. Um. In the very first episode, Brooke Hogan goes on a date with a 22-year-old, where and she's 16. Where I'm sh- obviously this is all state. Man, leave leave Rich alone. Yeah, don't talk bad about Rich because he won't oh date God, Brooke Hogan. You can edit that out. <laughs> but let's see what else I wrote because this was again. Oh my God, did I accidentally delete my notes? No, I didn't. Thank God. Okay, they they mention quote unquote uncharted territory in terms of her going on a date with a 22-year-old. And they even recognize that this is not appropriate. They let her do it anyway. Gross. Uh, There was a cameo with a black kitten. I really liked that. The Hulk with the tiny kitten. Adorable. Melted my heart. Always comes back to the cats. Um, Tanning beds. I forgot. I can tell you he probably treated that black cat like shit. I can promise you that that black cat probably didn't live the rest of the night because Hogan does not like anything black. Oh, mm, that's not a cute look. Wait, do you not know about Hulk Hogan being a giant racist piece of shit? She, she doesn't. No, doesn't. I don't. How have you not heard about that, Tata? Oh, did man. you? Did you? Did you? Have you not right. paid attention? The Spill that tea. My Spill that tea. Have to do with bad hair extensions in two thousand two. I only got through. I figured when you. Media. I figured when you Googled Hulk Hogan, that would be one of the first that's things not, that well, popped I up. Where that did not come up. Although I guess I could have. Mm. Well, you don't. Especially right around this time we had you watch this, like his wife or ex wife came out as the biggest racist as well. So that was all up in the news. Wow. Yeah. Super cute. He was basically. I'm going to give you the cliff notes. He was basically 
banging one of his best friend's wives that the friend knew about. And they recorded him one night talking about how the only way he would allow his daughter to date a uh, black person will we'll do that is if they were seven foot tall and a billionaire. And yeah, I'm racist and I hate black people. And then everybody comes out and says, he's not, why you keep calling him racist? I'm like, the motherfucker called himself racist. Like he admitted to it. So. Okay. Well, you know that's what? The, that's the Hogan stuff. I'm not watching any more reruns of Hogan Knows Best. How about that? Take that, Hulk Hogan. You don't get my two right. royalties. Um, I wrote nipple rings and I can't remember why. <laughs> but nipple rings must have come up at some point. No, that's just Nick. the Rock's nipple surgery. Hmm? The Rock just had nipple surgery. That's probably what you meant. It was that was the whole yeah, thing back in like ninety nine in this episode. He wrestled and in then, he, well, he she's wrestled talking about Hogan. She's talking about Hogan. Hogan knows best. Oh, what we really Nick and his, his nipples pierced on that and Nick and Hogan. No, I think the guy that that Brooke Hogan went on the date with had nipple rings. I think that might have been what it was. Uh, um, but then the last thing I put was Brooke Hogan featuring Paul Wall about us, which I listened to. Because as we know, she's trying to break into the music industry. Why? Why? Because that song's a Still. banger. First of all. <laughs> wow. Really? This is me. Second of all. <laughs> this is Tata's last appearance on <laughs> Boots of the Crown. First and last. Second of all. <laughs> that song's a banger. I went on a deep dive with Brooke Hogan. She released a song last year called touch my body it is terrible i listened to it at least three times and the music video is so bad it looks like i filmed it and all i have is a film degree well uh that song didn't age well did it no no however when i did listen to you know, her song with Paul Wall, I was like, this is way better than the one she released last year. However, the music video is problematic because she's clearly underage, like dancing in a club and drinking with Paul Wall. Also, why were grills ever a thing? Yeah, but she's a... Because it was in a song. <laughs> right. That, 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 that's what Paul Wall got. You I mean, you never dated that. anybody with a grill? <laughs> I just feel like... More attention needs to be paid to Hogan Knows Best because it was such trash and I loved every second of that show. Um, but I was laughing so hard watching those, those shows on YouTube. It was just so bad. I was like, why? Why did this happen? VH1, what were you doing? Why is my microphone still falling? Um, sorry. But the, that was uh, that's what happened. <laughs> I got five minutes into the fight, and I was like, "That you know what? That's it. We're going to YouTube. We're going to Hogan Knows Best." And I love the fact that we said, "Hey, you should boot to the face and talk about these couple matches," and that turned into you watching Hogan Knows Best and Brooke Hogan, Brooke Hogan music videos <laughs> with Paul <laughs> Wall. <laughs> How the fuck did we get there? <laughs> You know, you know, you know, I love a good Google deep dive. I always, even when we're on our Zoom, our Zoom hangouts, Rucker, you guys will say something and I'm like, I'm going to Google that. I'm going to Google that. 
And the entire time I was watching the first episode, I was like, there was a Hulk, uh, there was a Brooke Hogan music video and I could not remember it. And it finally came up and I was like, I have to watch this. This is peak 2002, between 2002, 2005. It is like the outfits, like the low rise jeans and the crop tops and the tanning beds and the bleach blonde hair. I was living at like one in the morning watching this music video. Um, and I don't know why it's not played more often today. Truly. I have, that's a joke, by the way. There's, there's, I mean, there's a reason. You, there's somebody <laughs> who has a platform to play this nationally. Yeah. To, so, no, look, I mean, we don't want you to lose your job. Totally. I'm sure if you played fucking Brooke Hogan and Paul Wall on Alt Nation, you'd be back to getting coffee for somebody. Like, right, they're like, Tuesday. you're fired. So, <laughs> wow. They're like, who? Spot, spot. I got your foot cream. I got your foot cream. Anyway, that was that was That's my inside joke. Nobody listening. I know, but it's okay. And oh, that's fantastic. Total divas. Is it worth the watch? Because I again, we have. Whoa! I love. Yes. Whoa! What? It, it. Oh, not. So his thing. There is some trashy moments, but it's actually a damn good show. It's better. Like. Keeping up with the Kardashians is trash TV. Love it. This is way better than Keeping Up with the Kardashians. The people oh, love okay. that shit. And Total Divas is is it's reality and a lot of it's bullshit. But you do get to see some of the behind the scenes stuff that happens at the shows and stuff like that, which I enjoy. That's the cool thing. It's like it's showing like them like they go on vacations and showing them backstage like what their like home life. Mm-hmm. But it all leads into like what's going on in ring at the same time. So it like brings in like, you'll it'll show them backstage. And at home, and then you'll show them like leading. Everything's consistently going on to what's going to happen in ring, and then it shows leading up to like that match or okay. that pay per view event, or you know their matches. Oh, their match got caught, got cut from the pay per view. It, it leads up to like to the point when it started. It was a divas division, like it wasn't women's wrestling; it was divas division. And till it, it's even though it's called Total Divas, it leads through the evolution of showing like the one I think season two. Might have been a season that it shows like it, like the difference between like when divas were starting to transition into women wrestling. Okay, and so you see the progression over time. So it's definitely it's a good like trash TV reality show, mm-hmm. but it also incorporates like the wrestling program as well. Okay, so I definitely feel that's more my lane if I was going to start watching wrestling because there's I- a reason why like women's wrestling got such a big like pool mm-hmm. and so that's much attention. Was because of the E Network and them having Total Divas and Total Bellas on that on that channel. Can you guys give me like the cliff notes on the Bella sisters because I feel like they're in the media a lot, just even outside of wrestling. And I know like bits and pieces, but like I need a, a cliff note version of who they are, why they're important. Other than you know they're female wrestlers and like what their deal is, isn't one of them pregnant right now? Are they both? Aren't I feel like one of them's always pregnant. Both of they them. both are. Both are. Oh, okay. Both of are. So they started out as models when WWE was doing divas. They weren't really doing women's wrestling. They just wanted to hire hot women to come in, dress like hoes, and have bra and panties matches. So that was when they came in. Mm-hmm. They were twins, obviously, and they were. I think they were like Maxim famous at the time. They were like they weren't Maxim. They were like bubblegum, like wintergreen models or something like that. Yeah. All right. So they came in and they started out 
what Marty keeps talking about, the divas transition into the women's evolution. They were in the middle of all that. Like they went from being just eye candy to one of them, Nikki, actually being a really, really good wrestler, like the longest divas champion in history. Mm-hmm. And along with one of them being with John Cena before she got with uh, the guy she's with him, dancing with the stars. Um, and the other's married to Daniel Bryan, who's another wrestler. So they were able to cross over some kind of way just by being who they are into like mainstream, like the total divas, the total Bellas. They have their own wine company and clothing line and just the whole nine. They were able to parlay being wrestling famous into being crossover famous. And so now neither one of them wrestle anymore, Nikki, because. What was that? I said, we love successful women. Oh, no, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. Oh, no. I said, well, we love a successful woman. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Like, and so, actually, more of their fans are women. Yeah, more of their fans are women than men, and that's another reason, because they have what they call the Bella Army. It's just like all these women that support every fucking thing they do. They buy their wine. They buy their clothes. They books. go see them. Yeah, their books. They go see them when they wrestle. So they're huge in like the crossover. They don't even wrestle anymore. Like I said, they just went to the Hall of Fame and actually wrestling fans have turned on them and start shitting on them because that's how wrestling fans are. Mm. But yeah, they're pretty big deal. I mean, I suppose, I mean, I don't, again, I don't know a lot about these, these people, particularly the Bellas, assuming that they are not trash humans of some sort. I'm like glad people support them over like other people like the Kardashians or something. But I guess and that's like if you want like if you watch Total Bellas like you see their backstory and like they they I mean I don't think they're they're bad people I think they're actually really positive and also they do and all the businesses they started up and that's what was able to like transition them from being wrestlers into mainstream and you know The Rock was able to go from wrestling to becoming the number one you know actor in the world mm-hmm. um, because of the way he transitioned and that's what the the Bella Twins did they were able to build a an empire that wasn't based on wrestling, but they used that platform to get over. And then that's why they've been so successful. Uh, But like their TV show, like it shows that and it shows them as people. And it, even though they have drama on there, because what show doesn't, right. But it's not like trash drama, you know, like keeping up with the Kardashians. It's it's trash drama. It is Uh, with like the drama that happens on total battles is more like family drama and, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's more relatable and it's more like believable, uh, you know, and, and the, you know, oh, it's like storylines of, oh, well, well we're going to move to this state and then we're going to follow you to help you out with the baby or we'll do this or, you know, mom's involved and all that stuff. So if you're like, if you're going to watch like something that like Total Divas, Total Ballas, the, the, you know, it's something good to watch because it is positive. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something to look into because it is something that elevated women's wrestling and the industry as well. Well, listen, I don't know if I'm going to watch wrestling, wrestling matches, but you may have sold me on Total Divas and Total Bellas. <laughs> if you end up getting through the whole season tonight of Total Bellas, like, I'm going to call some kind of intervention for you. Like, I need your father's email so I can tell him <laughs> to pull you away from the television. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. Well, listen, Tata, we appreciate you coming on. It's been way more fun than what any of us would have thought it was going to be. The fact that you took notes and had all these questions 
is hilarious to me. Um, tell everybody where they can find you and listen to you on Alt Nation. At T Miranda23 on Instagram and Twitter. And I am on Alt Nation, Series XM's Alt Nation, Channel 36, uh, Saturdays and Sundays, starting at 11 a.m. Pacific. Marty, you want to say bye to the people out there? You know what? Yes. Uh, appreciate you guys all listening to us. Um, those who follow us, um, I want to say thank you to Talkamania this week for allowing us to be on Trivia Mania 3. Uh, Rucker, you didn't even announce that, man. Like, you want to give a shout out real quick as far as what happened at Trivia Mania, or are you going to make them wait? We can't. We got to, because we didn't stream it live and the episode hasn't come out yet. So, who okay. won? Rucker's right. a two time champion. I'm undefeated. This was episode three. Did I win? Did I lose? I guess all you're gonna I'm going to say, find out. all I'm going to say, like the first one, it came down to finish. Um, not as much, not as dramatic and no cheating ways, but it was a damn good episode. Check it out. But again, Dez and J Bomb, appreciate you guys letting us on there with Chaos Theory. Um, got this week, Saturday the 27th. What a, what a maneuver. Um, the Boots of the Face new clothing line is coming out, releasing and taking a look at that. Um, again, follow, like, retweet, subscribe, and give us your honest feedback because we always appreciate what you do and what you give to us. Um, and then just listen to the content, man. This is what we do it for. We do it for fun. And the, the wrestling Twitter network and wrestling podcast network has been a success and been a positive uh, resource for all of us and got to love it. So, again, thank you all for tuning in and listening to us and giving us an opportunity to do what we do. Mario, congratulations again on the big news. Happy Father's Day to all the papas out there. I'm Chris Rucker for Tatiana Miranda and Marty Vasquez. This is Boot to the Face, episode 92. Peace! Later!